0: Good morning. Thank you so much for joining me. This is Harriet Kamak with Down to Earth, the show in which we talk about the issues that matter. And today on our show, we're going to talk about why social media is spreading false information about coronavirus. Uh, I've seen recently some of the information, and I don't know if it's misinformation that is directed at making people live in fear or whether it's just misinformation from the usual bots and uh, hackers who want to confuse people. But social media is spreading false information about coronavirus. Now, I'm just going to tell you the honest truth. If you want information about the coronavirus, go to cdc.gov, okay, because they will have the updates, and unless it's a – new service that you can actually trust because sometimes we're scrolling through social media and we see links and links pop up and you click on the links and before you know it there you are you're caught in a vortex of misinformation then you post that link so more and more people are now involved in this lie (laughs) and this great misinformation so I suggest that everybody goes to cdc.gov. Some of this, the, the misinformation I've seen, people are posting stuff like we had SARS, we have, there was SARS one year, there was MRS, MRSA one year, remember that one. There was the avian flu, then there was the bird flu, and so on. And none of these, to be honest with you, none of these, in fact, are detailing what this current virus is because what that does is distract people from the truth. What it does is prevent people from taking the preventive measures they need to take in order to be healthy. And that's just the truth. Another thing that social media is doing is proliferating information on why people are stocking up. That's what's causing people to go in the stores and panic and buy masks. The masks are not going to help us, okay? The masks, really, they're not going to help you. Yesterday, I was in Target. I kid you not, I was in Target, and a woman began coughing, and it was the most, you know, one of those coughs that sound like it's coming from, it's going to take her whole lung and everything else, and I, it was so irresponsible of her, I had to say it, because she was coughing, she didn't cough into her elbow, she didn't cough into her clothes, she coughed into her hands, and then she's gone. she didn't have a hand sanitizer on her, she didn't have a purse with wet wipes on her. And then she's now going to touch all the surfaces. I was so disgusted. I said, everybody within 100 yards needs to go say that this is a virus that we need to pay attention to because your risk of getting contaminated is real. And I know for a lot of people, especially people in the political orbit, especially them, Republicans in particular, like to say that this is a hoax. Well, it's going to be a hoax until the vast majority of your constituents are infected with the virus. That's what Republicans are saying. And that is just really ridiculous and unrealistic. We found recently yesterday that one of the attendees at a CPAC conference has, in fact, been tested for the virus. And that he actually shook the president's hands last week or two weeks ago. Then five more congressmen have, in fact, been found to have been in touch with that same attendee at the conference. Do you see how widespread this is? And yet people are on social media saying that the coronavirus is a hoax. And the coronavirus is something manufactured by Democrats. You say so until it's your loved ones in a nursing home who are dropping dead. You say so until somebody you know contracts the virus. And then you will find out that it's not a hoax. The coronavirus is not a hoax. It's not something created, not when Italy, country down. Italy, a whole country. Let me just help you, because it seems like most people in the Republican party live in an alternate universe, in an alternate universe where nobody else lives. Let me help you to understand that Italy is a country in Europe. It's not a constituency of the Republican party. Italy does not exist in America. Italy does not exist in China, neither does Iran. And Italy, an entire country has shut its country down and has asked its citizens to stay home until the 3rd of April. That's practically a month away. And yet you have folks on social media saying the coronavirus is a hoax and don't pay attention to it. Still go about your business. Do not. Do not. Be mindful. Make sure you have hand sanitizers. If you use the pin pot, the pin pads that, at, at grocers and retailers, make sure when you're done you hand pop that hand sanitizer in your pocket and use it to clean your hands off. And if you touch your wallet, make sure you use it on your wallet before you put it back in your pocket or in your purse. I'm just saying, oh, how about just walking into the store without your purse? You leave your purse in the car and just walk in with your credit card and your ID. That works too, right? So you don't contaminate surfaces. Then you're going to bring it in your home. Because most women, when you take your purse out, you drop it on all kinds of surfaces. Then you take it home and put it on your dining table or on your couch where you sit. Or you take it into your bedroom and put it on your bed. We're just not so aware. I don't I, my purse doesn't my purse stays in my closet. It doesn't go on my bed ever. So when I come home, there's a particular chair where we all drop purses in. Nobody sits in the chair, it just dro- it's just a drop dropper. I kid do not. Right? I have a hand, I have a disinfectant spray right at the, the entrance where everyone comes in. And I spray coats and purses when people are not looking. They don't know their spread. Just not getting it right. Uh, the coronavirus has spread around the world. So too has misinformation about it. Despite aggressive efforts by Facebook, Google, and Twitter to prevent the spread of misinformation, dozens of videos and written posts on social media platforms have slipped through the cracks. Google, Facebook, and Twitter said they are removing misinformation about the coronavirus as fast as they can find it and are working with the World Health Organization to ensure that people get accurate information. Do you hear that? The spread of false and malicious content about the coronavirus is a stark reminder about the power and pitfalls that social media has. Like yesterday, on on my uh, Facebook feed, late yesterday evening, I think, I finally just, at 7.30, I was like, quit while well, I'm ahead. Uh, uh, somebody posted something that, said, uh, well, we had MERS, it's just a hoax, and we had MERSA and we had uh, avian flu. None of those things were ever referred to the United States, if I remember correctly. Those things, the CDC issued warnings and issued travel advisories for Americans traveling to those areas, but it was not a, it was not a threat to the U.S. because it didn't hit the continent the mainland, it was contained. The coronavirus is very different a whole country has shut its borders down and said nobody comes in, nobody gets out. In fact, in Italy, uh, they're asking people who are in northern Italy, in Milan and Venice, right, to not travel to southern Italy. Don't take the train, don't take the bus, don't get on a plane to travel to southern Italy so they can contain the virus. That's a whole country. So for those in the political orbit, I wish you would stop the lying and the misinformation. I wish you would stop being so irresponsible about disseminating information and use your platforms for good, such as ensuring people, making sure people continue to wash their hands with soap and water. How about that? Use that to say, just a reminder, wash your hands after using the bathroom and running water, soap and water, right? I wish people would do stuff, like that, instead of talking about this being a hoax, it's so irresponsible. And, and yet still, you will find there's going to be misinformation about it. The president himself seems to be in lockstep with the misinformation, because he doesn't seem to be aware that this is something that could happen. With his words, he's denying that it exists. And at the same time, he's like, I didn't know anybody could die from the flu. Sir, your, your grandfather died in 1918 from the flu. People do die from the flu. 10,000 people in the United States die from the flu every year. This is why the CDC continues to reinforce that Americans who are prone to upper respiratory illnesses and who already have underlying conditions such as respiratory illnesses, issues with your lungs, and issues with your heart, be very, very careful. The CDC has already issued advisors such as, Older Americans, it's probably a good idea for you not to go out. It's probably a good idea for you to start ordering in your groceries, go pick it up, have it delivered, pick it up at the pickup point that the big box stores do do that, have your prescriptions in, but stop the spread of misinformation. There's so much misinformation that most of the world is running out of toilet paper because people are thinking, well, I have 14 days supply of food on hand already. I have enough canned stuff. But I need some toilet paper. Do you see what I'm saying? So it's, it's kind of like, why are they spreading this misinformation? Because they don't, it's an election year. And it's likely to impact the outcome of the election. No doubt about it. Because the way that it is being handled right now by the government, it's, it's sadly lacking, and I'm disappointed, because this is a country that normally is fast forward. The coronavirus is real. I have relatives in Jamaica whom I spoke with last night who told me that they've been dealing with Chinese residents who had returned to their businesses in Jamaica and who were quarantined for 14 days that they, in fact, had sent back, had uh, refused docking to a cruise ship and sent that cruise ship packing. The cruise ship had to go to Puerto Rico to dock. And the cruise ship company threatened that it was going to discontinue all its uh, visits to Jamaica and Jamaica was like, okay, well, you're not bringing coronavirus here. And later on, just about a week, ago, a week ago, they discovered that that same cruise ship had, in fact, docked in Puerto Rico and that someone contracted the coronavirus in Puerto Rico and has now contaminated other people in Puerto Rico off that same cruise ship. Jamaica says it was following the World Health Organization deadlines and stipulations to avoid being contaminated or quarantining and, and so on. The state of Florida issued an advisory that if you come back from anywhere, you need to quarantine for 14 days. And then people were like, that's too draconian, it's too strict. And they were like, okay, well, if you go to any of these countries, you need to quarantine for 14 days. Here in Michigan, the governor of the state, who was elected in 2018, so she had nothing to do with the water, The water scandal in Flint, North, water shut off in Detroit. The governor, the current governor, had nothing to do with that. But the mayor of Detroit, the current mayor, is the one who shut off water on people. For the first time in the city of Detroit, Detroit residents in the United States, in Michigan in the United States, shut the water off on people. Well, yesterday they announced that they would restore running water to people's homes. And the rest of us are like, surely you could have done this a long time ago. Because if people don't have running water in their homes, how are they going to wash their hands after using the bathroom? How are they going to reduce contamination and spread of disease? It will spread like wildfire. Are you serious? Are you, they can't flush their toilets. So, what do they do with waste? Right? It's it's it, it it's it's monumentally it it was monumentally stupid and I suspect it's gonna cost the mayor his his reelection because that was something that should never have been done. You can't. In, in, you're talking about a first world country and you're gonna turn off water on people because they can't they're too poor to pay their water bill. So you're gonna still turn the water off. How about telling them pay ten dollars a month until they, they 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 can pay it off? Pay it into perpetuity. But pay something, but don't turn the water off on them. That was shocking by the mayor. So now it's an election year. So guess what? They're gonna turn the water on, not because they're worried the health of and well-being of people, but because it's an election year. Probably Biden and Sanders probably said, "You better turn that damn water on so I can win this damn election," because that was stupid of the mayor. This is what happens. To, to to people who listen to uh who listen to these uh when politicians listen to, to people you know what I mean this is what happens when politicians listen to, to uh, their political pundits and they listen to people who make public policy who have no idea misinformation about. The coronavirus, for more information about it, go to the National Institutes of Health or to go to the granddaddy of them all, the CDC. They will have updates, and they're going to tell you. Like right now in Seattle, Washington, the governor is contemplating quarantining Seattle to contain it so it doesn't spread so far. But here's the problem. If somebody within the city has it, more than likely they have coming, especially, to spread misinformation, that is grossly irresponsible. And I dare say karma is going to hit some of these. I dare say that some people are going to find themselves dealing with this in a short time because you can't continue to spread misinformation. I, I mean, I'm healthy just like you are. You think I'm not worried? And I was always one of those persons who washed my hands frequently anyway. I carry hand sanitizer. I go in a restaurant. I handle the, uh, the menu. I use hand sanitizer. I don't use, I don't like using public bathrooms. <laughs> I, I'm risk <averse>, right? <laughs> I'm one of those first, Lord, I hate it. I have to use tissue and all kinds of stuff to hold the door open. It's people really have questionable hygiene habits. And that's no lie. And you look at a uh, thing like the virus, this virus that has the potential. I wish China would just tell us the truth about what, it has done to contain the virus in its country. They're lying. They're not telling the truth. They're not telling us how bad it has been and what they've had to do to to contain it. They're not telling us. China is lying through its teeth. They're lying. Right? Because if Italy shut down their entire country, one province, Hubei province in, in, in China, had 60 million people. And if China shut down one province, you really think they have shut down other the parts of the country as big as China is? Right. And what about the borders of China that intersects with Russia, that intersects with India and other places? And yet you have people on social media saying it's a hoax by the Democrats. It is ridiculous. Don't, don't, don't do that. It, it, they're trying to what they're trying to do is to make you believe so you don't go to the polls to vote and to make you believe that this isn't real. But, ladies and gentlemen, we have a problem. It's, only, it's, it's like a creeping snowball. You know what I mean? It's like it's gathering effect by the time. It's just going to be like Italy. One minute, Italy said they had 10 cases. Then one day, they said they had 93 cases. The next day, it went up to 463 cases. Then they said 10,000 people have been infected. That's how it is, because when you think about somebody, one person having it, and then they touch all these surfaces and touch everybody else, Italy... Yesterday in the morning, overnight on Sunday, had issued guidelines about how to conduct yourself in public. If you have to eat at a restaurant, don't go within 10 meters, tables should be set 10 meters apart. By the end of that day, Italy shut its its borders down because the reports they were getting after testing people. And I don't understand why here in the U.S. that the CDC says they don't have the ability to test, but Jamaica A small third world country knew and was testing people for coronavirus. They knew. They were testing them. They had the ability to test. So I don't know where this misinformation is coming from. And Seattle, Washington is saying that since the CDC has not provided them with kids, because that's a government agency, and the government has to write it off to, to let them know, because the government's position is, we don't want people to know how bad it is so we're trying to control information you can't control information in this day and age you can't you just can't so now the the puss is out of the bag literally as my grandma would say and now here we are <laughs> you see what i'm saying so for more for when i want to know what is going on with it i go to cdc.gov they will tell you what kind of hand washing techniques to use and Wash your hands and sing happy birthday twice. I'm just saying. It's 2020, and we have to tell people to wash their hands. I thought by 2020, we would probably be flying by now. You know, that they would find a way to make it easier for us all to go to the moon on a vacation. Instead, we're telling people how to wash their hands. We're telling people in long-term care facility, patient to patient, you need to stop and wash your hands. You know who I'm worried about most? Schools and our senior citizens. In one hospital I saw on the web yesterday, one hospital in Seattle, they created tents. Did you see that one? They created tents outside of the emergency room. So if somebody is coming in and think they have the virus, they won't go into the hospital proper. They will stay in the tents and be quarantined in the tents so they don't spread it to other patients in the hospital because hospitals are, 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 are a hotbed of infections. We all know that. That's why going into the hospital is... And, he, and caregivers, healthcare providers, have been... Say, you remember some years ago, this, this nurse went viral when she said, could people just wash your damn hands? Because she realized, she came to the conclusion and realized that the spread of the flu was because people were washing their hands. People do not wash their hands, and we don't teach our children to wash their hands. You don't teach them after they use the potty to go to the sink and sing, wash, wash, wash your feet, wash them every day. Fresh your, feet. you know." I, make up, I used to make some little nursery rhymes and stuff to get my children thinking that, Because I know it's an activity they don't like. So if I made it fun, then they would participate. So now we're telling adults, grown people, how to wash their hands. People Like yesterday, I was in Target and this woman was coughing. It was so irresponsible. So very irresponsible of her. I I ended up telling one of their their, their staff members. I'm like, you all need to go disinfect that whole area because that woman coughed. Into the atmosphere. She didn't cough into her elbow, sneeze. She was coughing and hacking and sneezing all at the same damn time. And there was a guy there standing with his four children. And I was like, you better go get your kids out of here. (laughs) Because that woman is coughing. (laughs) Right? And my daughter was like, Mom. I said, somebody has to tell her. It's irresponsible of her to be coughing into the atmosphere like that. You know, it's just crazy. And you can't stop people. And and what about, here's the thing. Uh, If you look at this. You have to think about confined spaces. So, you know, those of us who live in apartment buildings and you have to take elevators, how how is that working for you? How is that working for you? A confined space where everybody's breathing on one another and somebody just can't help themselves, they're going to cough and sneeze right there. God help us all. I'm telling (laughs) you. You're all going to find yourself walking around with a can of Lysol and spraying and disinfecting people. That's when we should wear uh, masks, when we're taking, being on elevators, right? If you live in apartment buildings. Think about that. People who live like in New York City. People who live in large cities where they live in apartment buildings. Senior centers. There are a lot of senior centers. Now that I think about it, there are a lot of senior centers in Metro Detroit. In fact, I just drove past one of 14 Mile in in, uh, Royal Oak. I forgot about them. And there are several in Royal Oak, as a matter of fact. Large towers where seniors live. Those are going to be a hotbed of viruses because most seniors, you and I know, are compromised already and can't walk to the bathroom. So when they do use the bathroom, they don't stand to wash their hands much. So they're touching other surfaces. Oh, my God. go get your seniors. Go get your mom and dad and grandpa and grandma. Go get them. Call them up. Make sure they have sufficient supplies of hand sanitizers. You know they can't get out much, right? So go check on them. And disinfect their spaces for them. Go go spend some time in there. You're younger. Take the risk. You love your mom and your dad and your grandpa and grandma and your aunt and uncle and your great aunt and uncle and mom's sister and mom's brother. They helped raise you. Go check on your seniors, right? Go check on them. Make sure they have adequate supplies of hand sanitizer and disinfecting wipes. That's very, very effective, right? Let me see what my team did overnight at a Columbus, Ohio nursing home. Dude, I feel like crying. That is so unnecessary. 18 people out of a nursing home. This is what I'm talking about. This is exactly what I'm. I, I used to work in healthcare, and I may have told you this story before years ago. One of my first encounters with how seniors are treated in these facilities. I came home that well, when I got back in the car, I had to strip. I had to take my coat off. The stuff was in my hair. The smell, and I. I had to stop. My boss was driving. They stopped somewhere and bought me clothes because I started taking my jacket off. It was winter. And when I got back to the office, we all looked at each other like, no, we can't. you can't live like this. You cannot live in such a way that you fall into depression when you get older and then you give up. A lot of seniors who are in nursing homes, their bodies are still alive, but they're, mentally and emotionally they have checked out. Because they're not cared for properly. This is why I'm saying. If you have seniors, go check on your people. Folks, go check on your people. Supplies off. Go check on them. And if you can, take them out of there for a little bit and take them home. And care for them for a little bit if you want them to live. Because you're going to live with the guilt later on. Now that I think about it, my parents are gone, my mom and my dad. And I'm thinking, okay, but if mama is still alive, I know what I've been doing. I've been killing her. She so much has went anywhere. Probably She and I would probably be yelling at each other because she's going to do what she wants to do. And then she sits down and calms down and says, okay, I won't do it. Okay. That is so sad. Nursing homes are a hotbed for this virus. And if you think about conditions, like people who are already sick with cancer, They're checking out of here. They'll be gone. You realize that, right? You know which other population is at risk? You know it. People who have AIDS and HIV. You know all these drugs they're advertising that cures AIDS? And here's here's one of them that says that it makes AIDS undetectable in the blood. So somebody doesn't have to tell you that they have AIDS because the, the, the medication makes it undetectable. I have news for you. Guess what? Your immune system is compromised already. And regardless of whether the coronavirus, if it's almost as passes within a mile of you, you're gone. Atlanta is the city in the nation that has the highest cases of AIDS. Atlanta, Georgia. Guess what? If the coronavirus passes through Atlanta, we're going to see massive funeral homes are going to be, they'll be cleaning up their funeral homes have already started ordering caskets and all kinds of stuff. They'll be burying people like it's going on a the start. They're getting ready for, for Christmas in, in the spring. It's going to be mind-blowing. People are going to die because this thing is really, really bad. You count yourself healthy. Y'all, you drink your fluids, take your supplements and your vitamins, get rest. Use practice, advanced hygiene. Use hand sanitizers, use uh, antibacterial wipes. Touch a surface, use antibacterial wipes. Right? And make sure that you are doing what you're supposed to do. We're going to have a chat, right? It's going to be really, really. That he didn't touch that guy From CPAP But he had nothing to do with him He's going say no Even though he's going to say That it's, the, it's a hoax by the Democratic Party Until a family member Around him Develops the virus Then he's going to change his view. He's going to send Even then he's still going to say It's the Democratic Party who does it And here in Detroit They turned the water back on So for those of you who just joined us They turned the water back on. Did you know that Michigan is a Great Lakes state? So we're surrounded by lakes, right? So we have Lake Michigan over on the western side, and then we have Lake Erie south of us near Ohio, right? That big, great Lake Erie. We have Lake Huron. We have Lake St. Clair. We have so many darn lakes, and then we have the Detroit River that separates us from Canada. Check this out. The Detroit Water Authority under the current mayor Decided to turn water off Shut water off Because people couldn't afford to pay their bill. Detroit is one of the poorest cities in the nation It's the number one poorest city No, it's it's the number three poorest city in the nation And they shut water off Now the mayor and the current governor Now the governor took office in 2018 So this didn't happen under her administration I'm going to give her that But the current governor has decided, as the governor, she told the mayor, turn the water back on for the people. Otherwise, we're going to have a public health crisis. And you need those bodies to go and vote in November or whenever. If we all make it to November, I don't know. might be a wash the way this is going. You realize senior citizens are going. So who votes mostly in elections, especially for some parties? Senior citizens. How's that looking? 18 people dead in a Columbus, Ohio nursing home. I have to verify that. And it's going to get worse. There was a nursing home in Orlando that was contaminated. And the thing with nursing homes is that once it hits, it spreads like wildfire. Have you ever been in a nursing home that you can tell you're in a nursing home because it smells of pee? Isn't that the truth? It smells like pee, and it smells like they were kind of trying to contain it. You've never been in a nursing home that smells of bleach? You've never been in a nursing home that smells of lifestyle. It always smells of pee. They don't take care of the residents. They don't clean the stuff up. They don't change the bedding. They don't wipe the surfaces. They don't do any of that in nursing homes. For so nursing homes, first of all, they want medical director and one director of nursing. They, 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 work, they, pay, they do it so that they don't have to pay RNs to be on staff. CMS requires that they have four RNs depending on their population the number of people in there, but they don't follow CMS standards because they're in it to make a month to make money. So they depend on CNAs, certified nursing assistants, to take care of the patients, right? Well, certified nursing assistants are people who don't like their jobs anyway, right? Shout out to them. They, they are overburdened. They have too many patients to take care of, and frankly, they're touching their phones and touching the patients and reading their phones at the same time because there's no, that's the biggest problem in, nurse, in long-term care facilities. There's no oversight. So somebody might have had a flu virus, an influenza virus. They don't care. They don't make sure that they wash their hands before they touch them, or they don't make sure they're administered uh, uh, remedial care to ensure that the viruses don't spread. No, they don't. Every year, there more. when you hear the CDC says that 10,000 people die from influenza every year, They're talking about mostly folks, older folks who are in nursing homes. But that's not something that you hear being spread or disseminated. We never paid attention to it before because, you know, you hear your parent is dying, you're busy, you're working, you live on the other side of the country. You're like, this is the best that I can do. But I'm saying if you live within a 10 or 20 mile radius of your folks, go check on them. And if they can live in their homes, put them in the home and get uh, get the nursing assistant to come out to them, get the in-home care, and put them back in their homes, they're better off. That's at least an environment that you can go in and clean. You have some control over it. Like I said, when I worked in healthcare, I used to send the social workers and the nurses out, and when the CNAs come back and tell you what kind of stuff is in there, I send the social worker out. I just said, go make the evaluation and make sure they have access to the services that they need. And I always wondered, what if something happens? But I didn't want to go there because, you know, I have parents, you know what I mean? And I didn't want to think about if something like that could happen to your own parents. But right now, my friends, I'm asking you kindly, go check on your people. Go check on your folks who are in nursing homes. Go see them. Right, go make sure they're okay. Okay, call them up. Go check on them. Drop off supplies. Make sure they have adequate water within reach. Pick up the rugs that are there that is preventing them from getting up to go to the bathroom. Pull up all those area rugs. You know, older folks love their area rugs, don't they? And they think if they put a rug on the floor, that means they won't slide or trip. Wrong. Uh, 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 Socks, the ones that the hospitals give out. So they can walk in socks if they have to or just walk on, on sandals, you know, regular flip flops to go to the bathroom. Pull up all the rugs and the ones in the bathroom, too, because when they pee, they pee all over that, too. Right. Make sure you have depends. So if they can't make it to the bathroom, but at least they can wash when they go change, they can wash their hands. Right. And give them hand sanitizer. If somebody comes to the door, check them before you open the door. Don't just open the door. No, it's not a time for you to visit with your friends, call people on the phone. (laughs) Open the windows. And for the love of God, would you all open the darn windows in your house and let in some fresh air? (laughs) When the nurses used to go out and come back, I'm like, why don't they just open the window and let the, the stale air out? Open the windows in your house, people. Let the stale air out. Some people, especially people who live in the northern part of the country, the entire winter, they cook every day. And they never open a dark window to let the stale air out. Open the window. Let the air out. Let the stale air go out. Man, I could talk about this all day. (laughs) I don't want to. I really don't. I really, really don't because I don't want to believe that my family members and my friends are, are not following just basic protocols, like washing your hands or faces. You know I've gotten it down to now every 15 minutes. It used to be that I touch my face frequently without realizing, no, I'm timing myself. My goal is to not touch my face at all. So I'm timing myself. Like how long can you go without touching your face? But what I've noticed is if I touch surfaces, I don't touch my skin at all. I don't touch my face. So, like, if I touch right here, I'm the only person touching, because nobody touches my equipment, right? Okay. So, I'm the only person that I spray down with disinfectant, spray the room out, you know, spray everything, you know, spray everything out and stuff like that. Okay. Then I leave it to disinfectant until the next time when I come back. (laughs) I kid you not, I'm going paranoid. Why? Because this is something to pay attention to. And for the love of God, I'm going to leave you on this note. Can you all take a shower? Can everybody shower twice a day? At the end of the day, you've traveled on the subway, you've interacted with everybody. Before you go into your bed, strip. Strip your clothes off before and go into the shower. And wash your hands while you're in the shower. Use the soap. Wash your body with the soap. Wash under your fingernails. Wash yourself. Can we do that? So you don't take i I don't understand people who don't wipe their faces at night and wash their faces. Go to bed and put your yourself down on your pillow. I wash my hair every day, yep, I wash it right? Take your clothes off, drop them down the chute back where you come in so our laundry basket so you can just put them in there and strip right at the door. And then you just take that to the laundry. You know what I mean? Some of you are saying, well, I have to go to the laundry. Well, get the laundry bag. And then you just fill it up. Hi. Right? What do you think about that? You think about that? Yeah. I'm just saying It's, it's just some common sense. It's up to us now to stop it. Because a lot of us, where are your seniors? Where are your parents at? Because we, and do the same things with them, too, when you go to them. You know, ask the mom and dad, what do you do with your clothes? Who, who comes in and, and takes care clothes, right? Ask your parents. I know our parents. They love having photos of us around, don't they? Uh-huh. Spray that bad boy with some disinfectant, <laughs> right? You know how they do. They have all these little figurines and all these little uh, uh, miniatures of animals and places they've been to and so on. Spray the whole thing with disinfectant. Open the windows, please. And if they live on the top floor, open the windows to let the air in. Let all that stale air go out. It's all bottled up in there, all the food cooking, all the smells, right? And go check on your seniors. Make sure that when they're taking a bath that they have put, put a shower, uh, uh, what do you call that? Uh, a bath, uh, a shower chair. You can get that to buy like a 14 or 15 bucks or 20 bucks put a shower chair in the shower and put install the removable head the removable shower head you know the one that's on the thing and install it for them so they can they will if you were helping them. cuz they're not going to tell you cuz remember they used to bathe you when you were little so they're not going to tell you that now it's it's challenging to bathe themselves they're not going to tell you that right but you know so you just do it. And you say, Mom, Dad, I install this on. Grandma, I install this for you. Don't ask. Just say, I brought some stuff to help. You know, this virus going around. I'm a little worried about you. And they're going to give you a lip and carry on for a little bit, but then. When it's all said and done, by the time you leave, they have made 200 phone calls to tell everybody my grandson came, dear, and he brought everything I need. Do you have this over there? Let me call my grandson. Maybe he can come and help you out. Because my grand over and they checked on me. So they might object while you are there, but by the time you leave, they have called everybody else to tell them that you took care of them, right? to go check on your seniors. I know it's, a, it's bringing tears to your eyes. It's making me cry too because can you just imagine what it would be like if you and I got old like that and you feel helpless and abandoned and the children and grandchildren you raised and you were always there for them and now their lives are too busy to come and check on you? That's how I would feel. I wouldn't want to feel abandoned like that and feel like I'm left. I wouldn't want that. That's why I take care of myself because babes <laughs> I am going to be running this race of life forever. I don't have any plans to ever get old and to be confined like I can't drive or I can't go anywhere. That's not going to be my story. No day, not today, not any day. Hello, somebody. That's not going to be my story today or any day. What I am going to do is always, always be engaged. I kid do not. Because just think about it. You know, these folks worked, and they were once, you, they were once you and I. They were contributing members of society, right? They were part part of the social uh, and civic life of communities. And now, because they can't move around as much, mobility is challenged. Now they're just abandoned. Some, of, you know, like I said, I just drove past on 14 mile in uh, 14 mile of Rochester in Royal, in Royal Oak. I just drove past the senior tower, and I have to think about that for a 2nd like, wait a minute. What's going to happen to the folks in that tower? What's going on up there, right? You, you have to start thinking. They go in elevators. They touch the bars. And, and do me a favor, too, when you go to your, your parents' and grandparents' homes and stuff, make sure they have somewhere in the bathroom. They need these rails installed so they can hold on to it as they walk. It helps them. Just do it. Don't, don't don't announce. Just do it. Trust me. They're going to appreciate it when you're done. Pull up all those throw rugs, you know, all those that like to line up in the place. Just say, you know what, I'm going to pull these up because you can fall over them or you can trip. Look, I just tripped over them. If I trip, I imagine that it must be, you know, challenging for you, right? And tell them you will come back and visit and then go back and visit and call them send them a text message every day. They love that stuff. Did you know that? They're like, yeah, I got a text from my son. He texts me. Dude is way over in Seattle and they're way over here in the Midwest. I got a text from my son. He's three hours behind, but he got up and texted me. Text them. Tell them I love you and I'm thinking of you. FaceTime them. God help you if you have an Android phone. I don't know how to help you with that. FaceTime them, right? And, and show them how to, to, to log in on Facebook and do a Facebook Live, right, so they can engage with family members. So even if they don't have a fa- uh, an iPhone, show them how to go live on Facebook, and they can invite you and tell everybody so everybody can say, hi, mom, hi, dad, how are you doing? Show me what's going on in your house. Show me the lifestyle that I sent you. And even if they're far away, and they can't get to the store. You can shop online and have it shipped to them so it can come to their door and start telling them, I'm going, to start. I'm going to send you groceries. I'm going to buy some supplies you must have. Keep it. Don't go out. And I'm going to set it up so the pharmacy will deliver your prescriptions. You see what I'm saying? So you keep them if they're in their home. You can keep them for a while. If you feel like you go outside and walk around, go sit on the balcony and look out at night. Open the blinds and the curtains. All the folks love the dark. I don't know why. I think they grew up in the war when they had the blackout stuff. I don't know. Right? So open the blinds so they can see out. Right? And tell them, spray the disinfecting spray before you go to bed at night. So when you wake up in the morning, it's nice and fresh. And while you're up and walking around during the day, open the windows. Let let, Let the sunshine in. They might tell you they have a problem with fresh air, right? I'm just saying. These are some of the measures. And for you and I, what we do is, while we're here, wash our hands, right? Make sure you have hand sanitizer and using ATMs if you can. They're a hot and a breathing ground. I know we all have to buy gas. Use gloves. I keep hand sanitizer in my car to pump whenever I buy gas. Use gloves. I take the gloves off. Don't so put it on the steering wheel. Right? Steering wheels and the common spaces in our cars. I keep a bottle nowadays, I keep a bottle of uh, disinfecting spray in the car, spray it out when you come out of it so that it's in confined spaces. Right? Right. Sorry. I'm watching that stuff on social media you see something on your your Facebook page, before you panic and go crazy, go to the CDC.gov. They have a search feature. Type it in. It's going to give you like a 100 different results, okay? And that will make us all breathe. But check in on your seniors, okay? I know. I wish my mom were here, but she's fine. And if you still have your mom and dad and your grandparents, check in on them. Your great aunt, your great uncle. Maybe the teacher, maybe your foster parent who raised you, the teacher, the former social worker who was instrumental in your life, but you consider them part of your family structure and part of your parental group, check on them. A senior member of your staff, somebody who's senior who works in your organization, check on them. Ask them, how is it going? Say, how is it going with this stuff? Yeah, well, how about that? How is it going with that? Let them open up and talk. It's Tuesday. It's the 10th of March. It's almost the 8th of March, isn't it? So I just want to thank you so much for being a part of my experience this morning. As usual, go to my website, HarrietKammer.com, and continue to listen to more of my podcasts on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, and so on. Thank you so much, everybody. Be blessed. Hey.